At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you back. Of course, we'll be here all weekend on Nesson and Marquee. Excited to get it going. You, you got a couple of day wait. I'm Patrick Maher, by the way. That's Michael Lombardi, of course. Got a couple of day wait. So these teams are going to have some rest. We're going to have JVT joining us in a little bit to get back to the finals. But remember, you don't get a game two until Sunday. So right. the Celtics Which, are going to be in the, they'll be there. They'll be fresh. It, it, it's going to be fascinating coming up on Sunday here. Four is the number. Four, it, it, four and a half. You know, I'm surprised it's still there, but I, I think it's, you know, the zigzag that we're going to see. I mean, look, as I keep harping on, I mean, if you're Golden State, you're just sitting there saying, we got to play better in the fourth and we got to defend these open threes that they're getting because they're making them, but we know they're not going to make 51%. I think the rest will make them better games. I mean, it was a, it was a good game. Going, in the four, going into the fourth, I wasn't sure it was going to be a good game because I would have never guessed that Golden State, with their ability to score at times, uh, couldn't execute in the fourth quarter, according to Mark Jackson. So, you know, that's all they needed to do. Unfortunately, they didn't do it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's ironic. Execute. It's ironic you said I mean, that because, can you imagine, like, where was Hubie Brown? Like, why can't we have Hubie? Hubie could have come in and been a pinch hitter. Like, Hubie wouldn't have given the answer of execute. Like, tell me what I need to know as a as a fan. I'm watching the game. Tell me what I need to run a play. You know. All great coaches. I was spending some time this morning with the great Rich Gannon, who lives down here in Ocean City in the summertime. And we were talking about coaching and NFL and all that. We covered a bunch of subjects. And he was telling me about Marty Schottenheimer. You know, when it, when it matters most, it's players, not plays. 
right? When it matters most, it's players, not plays. So let's not just run a play for a guy. Let's make sure we get the player in the right spot. Cooper Cup, third down in the red zone. Got to have a play. Here comes Cooper Cup. Now, I know they fall started, got a pass interference call, but they ran something to get their best player the ball. That, that's what you got to do. That's the answer to the question. What do they have to do? They've got to isolate step or they've got to work something where they got to run a play to get Clay an open look. That, that's what we were asking for. You know, it's ironic you said that because I thought we had an A- minus to an A first hour, but me and Bond were talking during the break, and I said, you got any suggestions for hour two? And he just he said, execute. So, I, I mean, I yeah, don't execute. know what to do with that information except execute. And, you know, execute. if Mark Jackson were here, he'd probably say the same thing. You know, look, you can't just bring up Gannon without me following up. What he did over yeah. a, what, four-year stretch in Oakland was – not just MVP worthy, which he won, but it was it, it, it was such a contrast to everything else that had happened during his career. How does that happen? How does such a talent, and this is a long career, this is a 15-year career, but those four years were exemplary. You know, I, I think a lot of it, and I write about this in the book, It's a lot of it is timing, right? Being in the right place at the right time. So Rich is a really athletic kid at Delaware moved around, ran the Delaware wing tee. You could see him. I mean, Bill Walsh, and I've told this story numerous times, just spotted him on the, on the field throwing and made me tell Mike Holmgren to go work him out. Now, we didn't draft a quarterback that year in 86, but the New England Patriots, Dick Steinberg, was running the team. And Rich was such a good athlete that the Patriots drafted Rich to play free safety. They were going to convert him into a, a free safety. Not a great idea, wow. right, as you look back on it. Well, Rich said, there's no way I'm signing a contract with you if you're going to play me at safety. There's just no way. I mean, it made no sense. So they traded – Minnesota traded their fourth-round pick the next year to get Rich. And so he walks in. He's got Denny Green. Kind of a – you know, you think that would have been a great offense. But Denny wasn't a great offensive coach. He knew the West Coast, but it really wasn't detailed down. And he was competing for a job with Sean Salisbury. Let's just say – in 87, instead of us trading for, for uh, Steve Young, that we would have drafted Rich Gannon in the 86 draft. And we would have put him in, in there with Bill Walsh's tutelage and Mike Holmgren's coaching. It could have been completely different. It could have been a Mark Brunel story when he left Green Bay and went to Jacksonville. You know, it could, that's so, it's so situational with players. That's why not when a quarterback doesn't quite make it, it's not Johnny Unitas who didn't get any reps for the Steelers because, you know, he, he uh, Jim Finks was getting all the reps. It, it's because, you know, sometimes people just don't have the patience for it. And that's where Rich Gannon, he bounces around the league. He goes to Washington with Marty. You know, he hurts his shoulder. He comes to Kansas City. And next thing you know, they have to make a decision between Trent Green and him. They let Rich walk. And he basically, those four years in Oakland, he saved the franchise. They're the winningest four it, years that we had there. In 02, he threw for 4,700 4, yards. You don't throw in 02 for 4,700 yards. That's He won the MVP. I mean, his numbers are staggering. Right. Over, and he started every game, right. 16, 16, 16. 16. Right. So let's let's so understand how we got there. So 01 was the tuck game. We were still a two back team with Gruden. We were still doing some things when Gruden left and Tressman took over the team offense and Bill Callahan was the head coach. We became an 11 team. You know, we had two older receivers and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown and we had Jerry Porter and we had Roland Williams at tight end and we had Charlie Garner as the back. 
and we just started running a lot of short passes, quick passes, and those, and we were hard to defend. We were good up front, really good up front. You know, we had we had Lincoln Kennedy at right tackle, Barry Sims at left tackle, who was a really good player. You know, we had Mo Collins at right guard, Barrett Robbins when he was normal was the center. You know, and we had Frank Middleton at left guard. We were really good, and we could power you, or we could finesse you. And we and we were talking about today. We just were not great on defense. And like we were saying, for all the conversation about the Tuck game, you know, oh, we got robbed. We did. We should have played Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh would have – we would have never stopped Cordell Stewart. Not the way we were set up on defense. In fact, Rich and I were just talking about this morning. You know, him and Gruden had a conversation on the field. They said, you know, if we don't score 30, bro, we're not going to win. It was completely true. We were not good. We were not well-coordinated on defense. We had too much interference. It was hard. A couple of things. One, this is – why I think you're so these are my favorite conversations we have so thank you for indulging me uh one Charlie Gardner was ridiculous unbelievable so so shifty two in a little bit I hope you're sitting down we're going to talk about Tua right place right fit (laughs) that stands out to me uh but then three what does it say for a guy that waited literally 11 years in Gannon to catch that break. Do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't he become demoralized at some point going through preseasons, going through training camp and never really getting that shot? Because if you look at the log, he never really got a shot until he got to Oakland and he was an older player. You know, I, I think ultimately it just shows you the kind of character he has. He's so competitive. And he was competitive all the time. You know, he's, he's competing. I remember we played a game in, in Minnesota uh, in the Dome, in, in the Metro Dome against him. And he was the starting quarterback, and Denny benched him. I, don't, I think Brian Billick might have been the OC. They benched him, and they brought Sean Salisbury. And I was relieved. I mean, I was relieved. I <laughs> thought we could win the game. You know, it was a hard place to play up there. But I think a lot of it is, is his perseverance, his willingness to not give in. And then, you know, because it's a little bit like our horse, right? It, because we weren't, you know, we, we weren't sitting there saying, well, he's just a, he's bounced around the league. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He showed we were all in, you know, rich strike has shown he can win the Derby, like stop trying to fool around. You know, it's, he's not a, a free agent horse. He's a great horse. Same thing with rich Gannon. The perception gets you a little bit. Well, I think, well, you got to give yourself some credit. You got you got the evaluators. You also have to, to, because you're dealing when you committed to Gannon, what ninety nine, as your starter. That was an organizational decision that is going to be viewed very differently by fans and other organizations. Like you're giving a guy that's eleven years in the keys to the car. That's hard to do. Right, but it was the perfect guy for Gruden, who can't develop a quarterback. He can't develop a young quarterback. He can, he can coach older quarterbacks. He can't develop a young quarterback. So it was the perfect fit. It was the perfect offense. You know, and then as it morphed into an 11 game where he could really get rid of the ball, he could move around, he could make plays. So he athletic. So athletic. Pardon you know, me, yeah. we, lost a play, we lost a conference championship game in 2000 because Saragusa landed on top of him and hurt him. And then we had to go to Bobby Hoying and we had no chance. And we gave up the big touchdown pass to Shannon Sharp when my man Anthony Dorsett and, and uh, Marquise Pope, I mean, they, they couldn't tackle anybody. And then just the guy runs 80 yards and we lose the game. Gannon's very good on TV, too. You can tell he's competitive because he's gotten better every year when he's as a broadcaster and uh, a big guy. I just think about him, thick, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, no, trim- that's why – I mean, Dick Steinberg wanted to make him a free safety. I mean, can you imagine you're drafting this guy in the fourth round and you're saying, oh, by the way, we're going to make you a free safety? Come on now. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, the guy was smart. He was very athletic. 
you know, his arm strength wasn't uh, like I, I say this with all respect. I genuflect. Uh-oh. His arm strength was way better than Tua. Careful. Like, way better than Tua. Coming out of Delaware, it was better than Tua. Careful. Don't want to get you I'm in trouble. Very careful. you got to be very I careful. I know. And if you're going to crown their ass, crown their ass. One of the great rants, <laughs> you just said Denny Green, so an RIP. He was a Walsh guy, right? Yeah. He was. So, in 90, 1995, Paul after the 95 season, Paul Hackett left to go to the Cowboys to be the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, and the heir apparent to Tom Landry, Tex Schramm's master plan. And to replace to replace Hackett, we hired Denny Green to coach the quarterbacks, to coach the receivers, and we hired Mike Holmgren to coach the quarterbacks. A couple of pretty good hires. You know, yeah, but the, really what's Pick interesting? Pick both of them up at the airport. I picked both of them up at the airport. It was, <laughs> do you remember? Well, do you was, remember the that conversation? was when you could get to San Francisco? You could get right into the airport. Boom, right there. You know. Do you remember liking Holmgren and Green driving back Loved with Holmgren. him? Loved Holmgren. He was such a nice guy. You know, tremendous. You know, he wasn't sure he had a. You know, his friend was Vic. Uh, I have Vic Rap on the um, on the brain, but it was he was the head coach of. Of, of San Francisco State, and Mike had been through there. So he had an in with Bill, which was good. And Denny had been with Bill before, so it was an easy fit. Denny came right in and fit in. Hassel, look, Holmgren, you think about Green Bay, he took Hasselbeck to a Super Bowl in Seattle. And Mike Holmgren belongs in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I mean, there's no he doubt. He meets every criteria. He meet, you know, he meets every criteria. It's a joke. I mean, same with Mike Shanahan. It's a joke. I'm glad you're sitting down because Tua – is out to prove the doubters wrong. We got something saucy coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chompacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay. It's worth repeating. The summer special is here. VEASAN.com slash summer goes through the 31st of July. So it's just $39. As Michael says, you got to invest money to make some money. And this one is very important because it's everything we offer, including daily best bets from Adam Burke in baseball. Jonathan Von Tobel, who's going to join us coming up here in a little bit on the NBA finals. Andy McNeil, Stanley Cup playoffs. Got plenty to do and plenty to cover. Golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and Point Spread Weekly every Wednesday is a part of the 39 bucks. So... Do, do us a favor and do yourself a favor. Help us help you. VEASAN.com slash summer. Would you like to finish venting uh, about what you were venting with Bond about? About that Saturday playoff game and the talk? <laughs> and, uh, it's a great nugget. There's so rem- many. Yeah, please. There, there's so many situations that go into that game. You know, the fact that we were supposed to play the Jets in week two of the season. And I walked into the punter's office and I saw the, the towers. And initially, my thought was a, a commuter plane hit into it. You know, you'd know, you know, nobody was expecting what happened. And then when you realize the magnitude of what just happened, I said to the punter, there's no way we're playing football on Sunday. We shouldn't play football on Sunday. And of course, he said, oh, we're going to play. I said, okay, great. We're going to play. Well, we didn't. That game got canceled. That game got canceled. So it moved to the end of the season. And we played them, and we, we, and we lost to him. We, we had Roland Williams wide open on a seven route that we overthrew. Or we win the game, and we, we, we couldn't stop them. They were good. They had Chad Pennington, Santana Moss. They were good. Hackett was the offensive coordinator. They had some things going. We play them the next week, and we beat them. We, but we got to play. But we had to play in the wild card round. We, we, wouldn't, we weren't the champs. And that whole thing changed everything. And then Steven was telling me about Buffalo winning one of their one game that they won all year, which flipped the whole dynamic again. I mean, but the, the play that kills me, and I, and I hate to harbor on this. No, I don't. <laughs> this is what I hate. No, get it out, bro. Get it out. I, I mean, we're playing Denver, in Denver. And, we're, and we, we throw a touchdown pass to Jerry Rice. And, we're, and we win the game. And Carl Pagnelli, who contends it was a good call. He's full of crap. It was a horrible call. He calls Frank Middleton for chipping because Frank Middleton was engaged with the blocker and he moved that big hip of his to the left. Like, it's all he, he didn't trip anybody. He just tried, he tried to block two guys. You're allowed. That was the rule. Called tripping. Touchdown back. We lose that game. That kid was a killer. If you had Carl Pagnelli bingo on the Lombardi line on a Friday on June 3rd, go ahead and mark it off. Hey, listen. Not that you're bitter, but one more anecdote. We'll get to Tua. I heard you say this to Bon. Tell him about the Saturday night game. Well, yeah. I mean, so the first night game of the playoffs, that was the year before. And had we played that game at 1 o'clock on Saturday. This is the tuck rule. It, this is the, been just no, so everybody tuck. knows in New England. There would have been no snow. Zero snow. Because it, came, game it was a deluge later at night, but it wasn't. It was fine it during started, the day. We we stayed at some dumpy hotel and I got on the bus and it started coming down and it was coming down like you couldn't believe. And, 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 and if we would have played Sunday at one, there would have been no snow on the field. I mean, it was just, everything was perfectly aligned a little bit like, you know, the way that I was talking to Rich and I were talking this morning. I mean, nothing could have been more aligned for the Bengals than this year. The Raiders have the ball first and go with the nine car right. spikes it. They got three more chances to get in the end zone. They don't do it since he, 
breathes a sigh of relief. The game doesn't go to overtime. The next week, the, the, the next week, McPherson doesn't miss any kicks. Tannehill turns it over four times, and, and they still barely win that game. Then, since, then Kansas City, I mean, that just was so fortunate. And then when the biggest play of the game's on, they have Sammy Perrine in the backfield. Okay, now I'm hooked. Now I got to follow up. What did you? What did Gruden say to you after the game? What did you talk about with after him? the Tuck game? Yeah, I, I I rarely ever talked about anything with him. I just kind of Al Davis asked me one question because I told him I was in the press box. I'm sitting in the press box, and when Woodson sacked him, I stood up in the press box and said yes. Now this is old Foxborough Stadium. They called it Schaefer Stadium, but now I think it was Foxborough. I get up and say yes. You know, and of course, the PA announcer from the Patriots says there'll be no cheering in the press box. Okay, great. So <laughs> Art McNally's in front of me. He turns around and says they're gonna they'll rule that as a tuck. I said what? I never heard of that. What are you talking about? And and that's what happened. So when I told that to Davis on the plane, then he went to nine alarm fires because you know who ruled on the immaculate reception. Allegedly, now this can't be proven. This is a little bit like who did Lee Harvey Oswald call from the Dallas police station? We know who he called, but nobody wants to admit it. He called counterintelligence twice. The call didn't go through. That's a whole other issue. But the reality here is, is that call in the dugout, that 22-minute call as the game was going on, that call was to, they believe, Art McNally. So to follow up, a lot, what a did, lot to, what, to what, digest. What, 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 hold on. You've had a conversation with Brady about the play. What did I he never say? really talked to him about the play. He just laughs about it. Him and Belichick. <laughs> yeah, what both, is, come know, on, what does Belichick say? They I both, need they, the they dirt, both, man. They, they both say, like, you know, they, 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 they kinda, <laughs> I don't think – you know, here's the thing, too, is, is I, it, it was I, – I, I think it was just – I think he challenged it, right? It wasn't under two minutes yet. I think he did challenge it. I think you're right. <laughs> it's like it's, it's just it's, it had to be such a confluence of emotions like like you well, said the, you were... the worst part Patrick the worst is so we get done the game so naturally when they win the game everybody in that Patriots press box cheers you know uh, I thought there was no cheering right they all cheer <laughs> so now now we come down the elevator all the coaches and the staff we get in the elevator and it's still snowing, and we're getting hit with snowballs left and right. Like, we're just getting hit. So we get onto the bus, right? And literally, we sit on the bus for maybe three hours. Then we go to the airport, and we literally do not take off. The sun is rising over Boston Harbor by the time we took off. No kidding. And then when we got back, I got back to New England. I got back to my office. Belichick called me up. We had a conversation. Hey, great game, man. Sorry it didn't work. You know, it was, as I would have called him, too. I think the the interesting person to talk to right now would be Millie because I would imagine you were a ball of fun to be around for a little while. I don't think she was fun to be around either because you know, like that was a year of Fordham. She was just I mean, she's an accountant. Don't forget this now. That was a year of Fordham that went right out the window and in, in, in playoff bonus. <laughs> So you had to pay for college, and you would have got. Well, I, I would have got if you got into the conference championship game, you would have got more money. And that was like, uh, you know, there it goes right out the window because of you know the tuck rule. Look, Holmgren said this, and he's right. If twenty guys in a bar think it's a fumble, you know what? It's probably a fumble. It's it's public record now. So let us know. What do you remember the amount you would have gotten for going for move, advancing? I, I think it would have been another thirty five thousand. Pretty good if, if you, know, you can get it. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was right there. It was right in front of me. It's like that 13 seconds. I'm sure every Bills coach was counting that playoff money going to the division game until they screwed up the 13K. You know, uh, 13 seconds. You know, they played. Yeah, they somebody re- lost. A t- somebody, one of those coaches' kids lost a year of tuition on that 13 seconds. Nobody nobody personalizes that 13 seconds decision. I'm sorry, Stephen Bott. I'm yeah, breaking your heart bringing it up he's, again. He's, he's, you, can go, you, you can comment because your mic's not on, but go ahead and throw it on. It, Stephen Bond, and we were talking on Saturday or Sunday, Stephen, I don't know if it was, but that game was being replayed. That game is one of the most. You won't watch it. But No, you, I won't. So much happened over the last few minutes of that game that there's got to be a 30 for 30 on it. No, there has oh, to be. Well, there should be a right, Steven. There I mean, has to be. but like, let me just give you, so we have the ball. We could run out the clock. <laughs> we run first down. We run a lead play, right? And Charlie Garner breaks, breaks into the hole. And if he goes right, he might score. If he goes left, he's probably going to get to the five, but he runs up John Ritchie's back. and We get tackled for it for an eight yard gain. Then on third and one, which we were always good on third down with Zach Crockett, Frank Middleton blows the assignment, and they, Richard Seymour penetrates, and Zach Crockett gets tackled. We got to punt it back to them. And then Venetieri hits a two-iron through it's the wind. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's one of the greatest kicks it's, in football it's, history. I, I, still, I can still see it. Let me ask you this, Bond. It's a two-iron. I know. Let me ask you this, Bond, as a Bills fan, because I remember when we were watching on the weekend, and I just said, McDermott lost his mind. Does it change your perception of McDermott? as those 13 seconds as yes, a Bills? It, it does. completely does. I, I now question whether he is as good at developing players. I'm all in on the Brandon Bean train. I, I think Brandon Bean's a genius, and I now question – I'm going back questioning everything McDermott's done because of that. He, my, Michael, he had a meltdown. McDerm- McDermott no. had a meltdown. Like, he, you, he, can't, you can't justify it. And by the way, he gave no justification after the game, which should bother Bills fans. No. Right, and what he should have done is taken it. He should have taken it yes. and said, look, I screwed it up. It's my fault. It's on me. It's not Leslie Frazier. It's not Josh Allen. This is me. Like, I should have kicked the ball in balance, particularly that they had Pringle back there and they didn't have Tyreek Hill. I should have kicked the ball. I should have played up on. I should have tackled the receivers at the line of scrimmage when the play started. Give them five yards. Five yards. But six seconds would have come off the clock. Right? That's right. Think about that, Patrick. If I tackle the receivers two plays in a row, they're going to gain 10 yards. Look, I know I teased Tua, but when you got momentum like this, I got the ball. I had to run with it and hand it to Michael. He was like Barry Sanders these last two segments. That was not good. That was tremendous. So, again, thank you. And uh, you, you just crushed your guy, Bond. As like, But we were watching that playoff with the Bills and uh, obviously the Chiefs. Not just those 13 seconds, just the roller coaster that happened leading up to uh, the 13 seconds was absolutely. You know what? I can't wait for the NFL to come back. What, I'm going to say well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Stephen Bond. I'm going to watch the coaches' tape on that game again today. Oh, that'll be sweet. JVT next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, betting splits. You can check it out. Update it every 10 minutes. So you want to see where the money's going and the bets are moving for every game. Again, super immediate there. Updated every 10 minutes. Today's games, future events, betting splits. Another way, VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. I was excited when I saw the rundown today and I saw our next yeah. guest. I'm really honest, genuinely excited to talk to JVT. Of course, the Edge VSIN host, and he joins us here. It's good to see you, bro. The game wraps. That fourth quarter's done. 
and your immediate thought about the game is what? Um, that Boston's pretty good and, and that <laughs> yes. the betting public should probably uh, take note of that. I, I was I was genuinely surprised, not that the Warriors were like the side, right, that the public was on them, that, you know, analysts and pundits were on them, but that there was this overwhelming support for the Golden State Warriors. You, you just brought up the betting splits we have on the website. You check the betting splits. Well, over 80% of the handle tickets, all that stuff on the Warriors land the points. You look at the selections by analysts and pundits alike. It's Warriors and whatever. Uh, there were very few people who picked the Celtics to win this thing and perform in the first game. And, and when you watch what happened in that game, guys, because – the fourth quarter is going to get a lot of attention because of the way that they shot, they score 40 points, they outscore them, all those things. But that fourth quarter and that second quarter and what Boston did defensively is exactly what the Celtics are. And so I just came away from that thinking like, you know, like the, the, the general public better be unnoticed. This is a legitimately good team and the Warriors are going to have their hands full for this series. You know, I, I don't, this, I mean, Patrick and I, JVT, we, we have been, big Boston people here. And I think the, the market is kind of thinking it's golden state from the old, not from today. And yep. Dallas had a lot of those same shots. They just didn't make them. Boston can make them. Yeah, I think so, Matt, or Michael. And, and I think one of the differences too, between Dallas and, and Boston is not so much that they can make them, but think about how they're generating them, right? For Dallas, mostly what you're relying on is one guy to create dribble penetration and kick it out to the shooters. And so it's the same few guys that are taking those shots. For Boston, it's Derek White creating off a of dribble penetration and kicking it out to open shooters. It's Jalen Brown creating off a of dribble penetration and kicking it out. It's Jason Tatum, you know, who had double-digit assists yesterday, creating off of dribble penetration. And that's the big difference between a team like Dallas and a team like Boston. Not only do you have, in my mind, that it sounds like you agree, better shooters on the team overall, you just have better shot creators. You have better offensive players. So now all of a sudden, it's not just one guy you got to focus on if you're Golden State. It is multiple guys who are going to catch that ball on dribble penetration and shoot or create their own look. And I think that's a very big difference. And that's why you saw so many open looks for Al Horford, for others. I mean, they're helping out Al Horford because they don't want to give up too much dribble penetration because guys like Thompson and Poole are getting blown by, and it just opens up the floor for Boston. So I would agree with that sentiment, but it's not just the shooters. It's the fact that there's three or four guys that can create off the bounce that makes the biggest difference in the world. And if you are a Warriors backer, okay, and that number shifted, what, 170 now on the Celtics, coming back the other mm -hmm. way, plus 150, JBT. What stood out to me is just Steph had to work his ass off to get open. So moving forward, if you're a warrior backer, Draymond gives them nothing. Iguodala offensively, nothing. You're going to have to have a Jordan Poole game. You're going to have to have a Wiggins yep. game. Like, what can they do moving forward, the Warriors? I think that's what you're looking for, Patrick, because if you look at the adjustment that Boston made in that fourth quarter, and Harlebaba uh, Garris tweeted this out uh, at the end of the game yesterday, the difference in, in what Boston did, quarters one through three, less than 20% of the pick and rolls, they switched. In quarter four, it was nearly 30%. Wow. So that, that changed immediately, right? So in the fourth quarter, they were like, you know what, screw it. We're not going to play drop coverage on Steph. We're not going to give any one of these guys, not even just Steph, but Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, we're not going to give them that sliver of light off of the screen to take a shot. We're just going to throw a guy in front of him, even if it is Robert Williams, even if it is Al Horford, we're going to force you then to create your own look. And you saw it a couple of times. There was a possession in the fourth quarter in which Steph Curry created, had a step back mid range jumper, hit it over Robert Williams, scored a bucket. But to your point, like you're going to need now the other guys to give you something. And they did to a certain extent. But if you're talking about Curry going, what was it 12 to 25 from the floor and the rest of the guys together shooting under 43% from the floor, that's just not going to cut it. And so that's what you, I need. If you, that's at the top of the list. If you're the golden state warriors, but here's the thing. 
I, I don't, that's easier said than done. Boston's incredible. It's again, going back to a difference between not only just Dallas guys, but the other opponents that this Warriors team has faced coming through the, the one like comparison is Memphis. And they had a lot of trouble with Memphis. They only had an offensive rating of about 108 in that series against the Grizzlies. So I think they are, they're in a little bit of trouble here because that's what you need, Patrick, but it's easy to say, all right, this is what we need. It's another thing to go out and do it against the best defensive team in the NBA. Yep. Yep. Oh, so they just don't need execution in the fourth, like Mark Jackson said. So they need a little bit more than execution. Okay, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, can you explain to me the Iguodala 12 minutes, especially in the fourth quarter? I, I didn't get that. Yeah, like, Michael, I didn't mind it too much because I was listening to you guys earlier. I, I would say that, to me, it's the pairing of Iguodala with Draymond Green that I didn't really yeah. like a whole lot. Like, yeah, there, okay. there was a possession with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but Draymond Green catches it in the quarter. He's wide open, and, and Tatum closes out on him, but if he wants, he can shoot that. Instead, he kicks it to the top of the key to Andre Iguodala, who has nobody within 10 feet of him in either direction, and he gives it up for an extra pass. Now, Clay Thompson at the end of that possession ultimately hit a really hard shot, but like when you're talking about two guys who didn't have a defender within six feet of them for wide open looks from three and they don't take those shots, that's a troublesome offensive possession for me. And so that's what I didn't personally understand. I kind of get wanting Iguodala out there. We mentioned the fact that a couple of these guys, Thompson's not the same, Poole and Steph Curry are weak defenders. So you want somebody who's going to be able to hold his own defensively. But if you're going to put him and Draymond together, those are two non-shooters that if you're Boston, I'm playing off of them. I don't care. You guys can shoot because now we can really slant the floor in one direction and it's the direction that you guys aren't in. So that was my problem. Not so much Iguodala himself. It was pairing him up with Draymond Green because it's just like two of the same players and I just didn't really understand it. And I wrote this down last night watching the game. Jonathan Von Tobel joining us, of course, always the best when it comes to the NBA, regardless of network. I wrote this down because this does not bode well for the Warriors. The damage done for the Celtics was Horford center, Tatum Brown, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard out there. Like that, that, that flexibility is incredible for the Celtics. Yeah, your defensive player of the year is on the bench. You didn't need yeah, him. Exactly. Marcus Smart didn't come into the game until they had a lead, and there was less than four minutes left to go. It was it was incredible, and it speaks to their depth, Patrick, but it speaks to their defensive depth. Like the Derek White trade, it, it, it was kind of lost in the shuffle at the trade deadline. It was one of the best trades made at the trade deadline. What White yep. has done for no them doubt. in this postseason has been incredible, and he's so good in multiple facets. Like There was one possession where he was kicking himself in the fourth quarter. He made Steph Curry work for some tr like circus shot off of the backboard that went in but the fact that he made curry work so hard and it finally went in for curry it's not a slight on white he's really good in that end of the floor and of course now he's providing an offensive spark but you're right like this is this speaks to the depth of uh, of a team like boston they can switch things up they can go smaller they can feel comfortable with their big going out on the perimeter and defending a perimeter player the likes that the golden state warriors have like this is a versatile team for the boston celtics and much of that has to do with Derek white and his ability and that trade was freaking awesome for him yeah no doubt. They got seven guys that can defend, switch, and shoot. I mean, that's a yep. pretty good formula, right? <laughs> well, and for Michael, too, it, against a team like this, like keep in mind, or Golden State, they want to run off-ball actions. They, they want to run dribble handoffs. They want to cut. They want to do all of these things. And, like, I would stress anybody, like, when you watch these games, don't watch the ball. Watch what's happening off the ball and watch, like, Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart communicate and switch something off-ball. Watch Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum do the exact same thing on the exact same play. There were a couple of instances, right, and that's why I don't think they want to play Williams and Horford together. There was a Clay Thompson three that he hit where he just gets a, down, a pin down from Otto Porter Jr., and Williams drops off of it, and Al Horford's kind of st stuck up on it, and it's a wide-open Clay Thompson three. So they got away from that and all of a sudden everything's switchable and nothing is open for them. So you're absolutely right. I think they're going to go a little bit smaller. They're going to be comfortable switching one through five. And now it's on golden state 
to kind of adjust here. But here's the thing, guys, and this is this has been one of the stats that's been floating out there, and there is some weight to it. There's a reason why the Celtics and the Steve Kerr era are the only team with a winning record against Golden State. It's because of the way that this roster is built. They are built to handle the Warriors, and this is one of the lesser versions of Golden State we've seen during this Steve Kerr era. Yeah, I, Michael, remember, I, th- I thought the Warriors would win game one, JVT, and then the Celtics would win the series because I think the Warriors, it takes a little bit to adjust to that offense, which is fun to watch. Yeah. I thought equally the Celtics, were the ball wasn't sticking at all in the fourth. Like, the ball movement was incredible. Yeah, it was, but I think, Patrick, you were right. I, I think it just took the, the Celtics only the first quarter to adjust, right? Like, That's like Curry's going nuts. He scores over 20 points. And in a couple of those three-point shots, if you watched, it was Marcus Smart and the screener defender not communicating properly, so he gets an open right. three in transition. It's somebody going to the roll, all of that stuff. Second quarter, what happens? They force seven turnovers. Curry goes scoreless in the second quarter. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that, and you got to give the coach credit. I mean, the team plays within his personality. Yep. They're tough minded. And look, they won a game and their best player scored 12 points and they scored 120 points. Yep. It, it was great, man. And look, again, they're not going to shoot 50%, Michael. We know that from three, but they're a good three point shooting team. And to me, the most important aspect of that fourth quarter is not that they shot 50% and, you know, and scored 40 points. It's that they held the Warriors scoreless for about five minutes of game time. That is something, maybe not five minutes, but that is something that is replicable. They can make the Warriors inefficient with the way they play defense. We got to beg no them. We got to give, we got to give Nesson on Sunday, JVT. I don't know if we, yep. if you've been booked yet, but if you, if you could join us on Sunday, I know you got 10 kids at this point. And by the way, <laughs> at some point we got to talk about the elite level hair because whatever is happening with the product right now, so I got, I got to get so some good. of that. Uh, JVT. Uh, tre- Tresemme, extra stronghold. Let's go. <laughs> are you, hey, uh, hey, let me ask you JVT before you go, are you taking the Colts on the over? I know you're a Colts fan. Oh, I may or may is. not have a futures ticket on him to win the Super Bowl, Michael. So. Yes, that, that, that means he does. <laughs> um, game two coming up on Sunday. JVT, great job. Appreciate you, bro. Thank Anytime, you, JVT. Guys. Okay, JVT. Uh, we got to get we got to give Ness and him on Sunday before the game, right? No doubt. Uh, JVT. No Bond was talking about that as well. Tua, finally. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play you're listening to the lombardi line on vsin featuring former nfl executive michael lombardi now once again here's patrick maher all right bet mgm the king of sports books unleashes the spirit of vegas with the reward program so you know i talk about it like a credit card it's redeemable for online bonuses and converted into comps at mgm resorts nationwide it's really cool because every time you place a bet you're getting something back and I think that's important. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. And if you do have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. I was just I was just joking with uh, Bond during the break. I, I must apologize, Michael Lombardi, to JVT, because I kind of put him on the spot by saying we'd like to get you on Sunday. And he, maybe he's got something planned with the family. And it's early, but... We, I put him on the spot, so I do feel a little badly for that. But don't you think Nesson would? we need him on Sunday. We, yeah, don't you think Nesson would like to hear Sunday, that I analysis? Mean, I mean, that would be tremendous. I, I mean, unless they unless they want to hear execution, I mean, that's what we'll give them. <laughs> execution. Hey, listen, I, I'm not much more than, hey, you got to execute, boys. So let's bring in JV. Got to execute. Got to execute. You know, we got to play harder. Anyway, that's what told me coaches. Well, what that are say you, you doing with the volume harder. on? You, you, you never watch these games with the volume on. What were you doing last night? Last night, I had the volume on. I was afraid I was going to fall asleep. So I wanted noise. I wanted some noise in case I drifted or in case I, you know, to, you know, I got Bella snoring over to the right of me. I mean, yeah. loud. And so I wanted something to keep me awake besides her snoring. Fair enough. Um, you know what? Maybe turn the volume down and get a Red Bull next time because that was execution. Then I wouldn't go to sleep. Well, uh, to be fair Exec- to Mark Jones was in because Breen was out and then Van Gundy COVID. And remember that game he was calling. You could totally hear what was going on with him. So it ended up being Jones who's capable. And then Mark Jackson, who is Mark Jackson? Yeah. That's it. I mean, execution. Look, I, this, I mean, the whole show is, oh, I, I did not watch one minute. I turned the TV on. At 9.08, not the TV on. I, I had the TV on. I, I was watching Fascinating. Not a great documentary. Another tip for you. Thank you. But the Bruno Sammartino story is a fascinating story. And did you realize that Bruno Sammartino sold out Madison? Stephen Bond don't even know who Bruno is. Sold out Madison Square Garden 189 times. He was... My father used to tell me about Bruno Sammart. He, he was a he, he was the biggest draw ever. He really was ever. He re, he really so was. He lives. He, uh, he lived in this little hill village in Italy, and his father came over to Pittsburgh. I will get the two in a second. <laughs> okay, fascinating it's story. An, honestly, go. Fascinating story, and the the Germans came through and occupied his town. And they were killing people. And his mother literally moved them to the mountains and moved them around for almost a year to save their lives. It's a story. His mother's story is so unbelievable. It's so powerful. The documentary wasn't well done. It didn't focus enough on it focused on the story, but it did it poorly. But then he moved. And then he finally got everybody moved to Pittsburgh and they were able to 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 get on the 
to, to become an American citizens and move forward. Fascinating. I didn't realize 189 nights in Madison Square Garden sold out. And he was a he. For those that don't know, Bruno San Martino was a, a, a wrestler, a professional wrestler with the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. I think it was Vince McMahon's father that ran it. Senior, yeah, that's right. Senior. But when I was a kid, when I was a kid at five o'clock here in Philadelphia on Saturday afternoon, that was on. Now it never got good matches. You got George the Animal Steel. You got Gorilla Monsoon. You had a bunch of characters, you know, but you never got to see Bruno very much because he was the star. They were he was highlighting some other one. Okay, if you and are, you know what's funny about that? Please. You could never read about the results. And I used to say to my father, "How do I learn who won the match?" And he would just laugh at me. He would just go, say, "Go to Twitter." Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barbershop Mike. I hey, know you want to talk. No, to no, him. wait, hold on. I just want to say this: if you are looking for the best wrestling documentary ever made, the Andre the Giant one, I think it was HBO. That HBO, did it. yeah, exemplary. It really, it really was. It was incredible. And there's also a Jake the Snake one that was done that is, it's, a, it's fascinating. Anyway, we almost, we almost really teased Tua out of the show until tomorrow, but let's get, <laughs> let's get to him. We got six minutes to get him in. Here we go. Don't, it's don't not going to take don't, that don't long. Don't worry. So um, we come out, to, here's a quote. We come out to practice. Everyone else, you know, Twitter warriors or keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them, they're not out here practicing with us working hard. I don't know if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek. Why do I bring up that quote from Tua? And we do have Tua audio uh, because he's getting saucy with the media and he's out to prove the doubters wrong. Now, some would perceive that as being overly sensitive and some would perceive it as being very confident. But the third year starter, who's not generally online, so I don't know where he's getting this information. You want to play it, Stephen? Here's what he had to say to uh, before we get Michael's take. You know, for me, it's just zone that out. I mean, we come out to practice. Everyone else, Twitter warriors, you know, keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them. You know, they're not out here practicing with us working hard. So, uh I don't know if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek, but I don't know about you, but that looked like money. <laughs> Do you like a Tua that's getting spicy and a little cocky? Do you like this? I, I don't because it tells me he's listening to it. He better block it out. He better block out the distractions. It's a little bit like the, the Phillies where players were complaining that they wanted management to play music over the booze. That means that's in your head. Mm. Look, Tua, you know, this. there's two issues here. Two of the player and two of the person. I have nothing against two of the person. I say that. Two of the player, there's some deficiencies, you know, and they show up when he has to move in the pocket, when he has to move right, move left, escape, throw the ball under pressure. That's the big one for me is when you look at his numbers under pressure, he was blitzed 100 times. He was hurried 45 times. He got hit 24 times. His completion of percentage when that was going on was 20.9%. Now, it was up from the year before at 14%, right? But his yards per attempt, his ability to make plays on the move, react when the pressure's on him. And then I didn't even get into the weather, okay? The weather. Go back and watch the Tennessee tape. Go back and watch that game, you know, and see how he played against Tennessee. Look at the first quarter. Go watch it, and then watch when it starts raining, how he handles the weather. Not very good. Not very good. Now, I will say this. He's accurate short. He's a yards after the catch quarterback. They did a really good job, even though they fired everybody. They did a really good job of highlighting the offense around his skill set, right? You know, they did a really good job with that. 
But for the most part, you know, he had two game-winning drives this year. You know where they were against? Who's that? The Jets both times. Oof. Yikes. And the Jets' defensive metrics, not good. Not no. good. But, you know, I mean, look, you know, and, and, and you go through his numbers. Like, there's, like he, he throws the ball short, slants. You know, he lobs the ball down the middle of the field. I mean, look, I, I think he's a play-action pass quarterback who, who doesn't have, like, I, Murray's short, but Murray's got speed and athleticism. Two is a good athlete, not a great athlete, with not a great arm. Can I further you? Know, your... and, and what I, Go ahead. What, what, I, what I think is, is they are just, everything is about let's make Tua more comfortable. Well, I want to further your point about stretching the field. Tua, last year, fewest pass attempts of 20 or more air yards of any quarterback who attempted at least 250 passes. He just didn't push it. He can't push it. That's the thing. Unless he can set, unless he can have room in the pocket to javelin throw it or throw the ball quickly. When he throws deep routes, he throws them one, two, three, four, five, bang, get the ball out. Like he's not holding that ball waiting. He's got to get it out. It's a rhythm to his game. He's a short quarterback th- thrower. He's a in, you know, and so what, what teams do is they defend the inside passing game. Now with Hill, you know. One thing about Hill, he could take a five-yard pass to turn it into a 50-yard gain in a minute. And so that presents a problem. But when you force him to work the ball down the field, it's going to be challenging. Tomorrow on the Lombardi line, you're going to hear from Mike McDaniel, who has some interesting things that you're going to have to hold on, though. You have some interesting things to say about working with Tua. I'll say this. It honestly is not personal because Tua is a great dude. Like, this is – and, right. and I, I would speak for Michael as well. We're just this breaking is down personal. the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we're just being honest about the talent level of the player. Can he improve? We'll see. I mean, Josh Allen certainly improved. I didn't think Josh Allen could become accurate. To me, the flaws with Tua are more skill than they are anything else. He's accurate. Can he throw it in rhythm? Can he drive the ball? Is he fast enough to get away from the pressure? All those things to me seem to be a problem. But I will say this, you know, the one thing I got to give Miami credit for, they circled the wagons. And they have mandated that everybody's going to be positive about Tua. Like, there's not any leaks negative-wise. But if you talk to ex-players who were there last year, and I have, like nobody, they see it more the way I do than the way, some, the, the way Miami's selling it. There's a disconnect between what is going on. Now, what happens on the field remains to be seen. Yeah, they passed on Herbert. That's facts. That's, that's that's fact. They, well, they're never gonna they're never gonna let that go. They're never gonna they can't let it go. Hard come, to come on, back. they can't it's let hard, that it's go. It's hard to come back. So the PR is good right now. The PR is Great. very good. It's yeah. tremendous PR. Tomorrow it's tremendous. You'll, hear, you'll hear from head coach Mike McDa- Mike McDaniel. Tremendous. Hey, thanks for the uh, thanks for indulging us with the stories today. It was a lot of no fun. worries, my man. I'm I'm here for you. <laughs> Whatever you need. You too, Stephen Bond. <laughs> thanks, bro. Appreciate you. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Okay. You bet. Odds on next here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.